0: When you know that you are queer, but your favorite drink is beer, that's gayish. You can bottom without stopping, but you can't say going shopping, that's gayish. Oh, gayish, you're probably gayish. Well, life's just too short for narrow stereotypes, so oh, it's gayish. We're also gayish. It's gayish with Mike and Kyle.
1: Hello, everyone in the podcast universe. This is gayish. The podcast equivalent of tripping into traffic. <laughs>
0: like when you said tripping i thought like on mushrooms oh (laughs) (laughs) well tripping
1: while you're tripping into traffic sure that's that's probably even better analogy uh i'm mike johnson i'm kyle gets we're here to bridge the gap
0: between sexuality and actuality and today we're going to talk about a different kind of intersection altogether (laughs) wait traffic goes through intersections we're going to talk oh
1: okay intersectionality all right right. i'm (laughs) I guess so. Sure. The intersection of <laughs> shrooms and drunk. That's
2: <laughs> Um,
1: yes, no, but like the 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 different kind of intersectionality. Um yeah. and we're actually going to have some guests on to We're going to gonna help have us.
0: some guests on.
1: Uh, but first? But ooh. first. Oh,
0: Reynolds. He likes he's... intersectionality.
1: <laughs> well, he's a dog and he's black. I can't keep that in. Nope. <laughs> 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 uh but first the news but first yeah oh wait okay. no no before what? the news i just wanted oh. to mention um uh we missed this like when it was happening real time but we hit um over a million downloads recently
0: yeah we've had so, a million downloads that's too many zeros for me to think about Kyle. i <laughs> will freak out
1: i i think one person is just act like really bored or something yeah I how don't many know? Of those are my mom <laughs> 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 half a million anyway yeah. thanks for downloading stuff everyone that's a, lo- yeah. a big number to us so yeah
0: yeah okay and no. we, when we when think about uh how much money per hour we make that's <laughs> the,
1: very poor investment on our time <laughs> uh, oh goodness okay. no that's it's super do... awesome
0: and overwhelming and thank you
1: yeah yeah, okay. Now the news.
0: And now the news. So
1: <laughs> great. I I could tell you were going into it and then I started burping and it, okay, sure, that was the theme song for this week.
0: Great. Great. Um so I wanna talk briefly about professional soccer or British football. But <laughs> <laughs> there's this interesting thing um justin fashion now fashioneux justin fashioneux he was the first professional player to come out as gay um, in the u k and he actually committed suicide in one thousand nine hundred and ninety eight and among other things like toxic masculinity and a toxic sport th- th- he basically was the last one <laughs> to come out um, i play- didn 't know about him wow fast forward 22 years or whatever. Um, there have been now just in the last year, a a, a couple of major, uh, league footballers that have come out. Thomas Beatty became the second English player to come out as gay just this June. And it has sort of prompted all of these discussions to happen. Snowballed. Yep. Yep. The whole soccer team snowballed. Mm. Um, Oh God. Okay. Anyway. (laughs) So, I think it's super interesting that an anonymous letter published in the mirror, which is a publication, a player, a person claiming to be a player in a top ranking football league team says he is gay and doesn't know how to come out. So he wrote, quote, I am gay. Even writing that down in this letter is a big step for me but only my family members and a select group of friends are aware of my sexuality. I don't feel ready to share it with my team or my manager, but still something inside me makes it impossible for me to be open with them about how I feel. I dearly hope one day soon I will be able to. I've known since I was about 19 that I was gay. How does it feel having to live like this day to day? It can be an absolute nightmare and it is affecting my mental health more and more. And I, I, it's if just, any
1: anonymous source was meant to be nicknamed Deep Throat, <laughs> right? <laughs> that's, that's beautiful. <laughs> it's, it's political and sexual, um, yep. gayish. Uh, that's that's inter- an interesting move to not be ready to come out, but also I wonder if that would that'll help people recognize that. In the existing world, someone's not ready to come out. So more has to be done.
0: I can see this going two different ways, right? And probably both at the same time is, is, is possible. One is now everybody in the league, in the locker room, looking at each other's dicks, wondering who the gay one is. Uh, like like a witch hunt, right? <laughs> like, like a gay witch hunt. Which <laughs> Like of you, their dicks which have the you... <laughs>
1: answer on it? <laughs> Why are they looking I, at each s- other's dicks for that?
0: I just assume even straight guys, that's part of what they do in the that's locker true. room. That's true. Just to uh, see. Yeah. Uh, like, can you tell which one is the gay one?
1: Yeah. <laughs> anyway,
0: <laughs> um,
1: Covered and then, in glitter.
0: But but the other is that there will be this sort of affirming response, right? That the reaction to this letter will be, it's fine, bro. You'll be fine. Mm-hmm. And or enough people will say things like that publicly that he'll just then come out.
1: Well, I know, especially given the underrepresentation of out LGBT people, a lot of the work that people are doing in sports right now is like making it a safe environment it's not like there's no one to be like hey it's fine look at this person because there's not that person so they're just like we're cool everybody yeah yeah don't worry about it so yeah well and then add add to it
0: this stigma uh, of of this justin fashion person who like Like the last guy killed himself. That's not Mm. really a good like role model or, or, you know, it it, whether true or not sort of implies that there are negative consequences. Right.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I think uh, if anything, it shows that everyone just assumes or at least like more down, like most people, I feel like just especially in the US, just assume it's cool now. Like, yeah. You know, there's obviously always going to be a group of assholes, but most people are like it's fine. Like you can come out. It's totally accepted, um, which is a kind of a it's kind of good to have this that misconception, but also really bad to have that misconception to not realize how how horrible it can be day to day.
0: Yep. Yep. Uh, Kyle, I can very much hear your hand on your microphone.
1: Oh, shit. OK, I'll be still. Thank okay. you. Yep. Um. Okay, next story? Yeah. All
0: right. So there is a growing push to rebrand the Chicago Gaborhood to something other than Boystown. Um <clears throat> as you may or may not be aware, the North Halstead neighborhood known as Boystown is where all the faggotry happens. And wait, officially wait, how official is Boystown? Like, there are large banners with a rainbow huh. um, iconography that say Boys Town, Chicago. They're all up and down Halstead Street. And it, I mean, it's like it's official. Got it. Um, so, non binary petitioner Devly Camp is calling on the North Halstead Business Alliance to rebrand to better reflect the city's diverse LGBT community. Long dogged activists say by sexism racism, and transphobia. And uh, do you have a hot take on that? Should they rename themselves Kyle Getz, yes or no?
1: Sure. (laughs) Great. I I don't... Well, that's... (laughs) I feel like the initial reaction to a lot of these things is, why do we have to do that? But th- then my second thing is, like, I don't care. I, that has, this has no impact on me whatsoever. I was thinking, Boys Town, like, let's not be so... Like, at least Man's Town. Like... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but like... And it's
0: not It's not BOI's Town either. It's BOI's <laughs> Town. Um,
1: Fuckboy Town? I don't know. Like... <laughs> I don't, it doesn't, I don't care. It, and in fact, if if uh, people in our community feel more included by changing that name, like, easy, done, do it. Yep. I'm just yep. picturing the reactions, though.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, the, the reactions, of course, range from, it's Boys Town, it's always been Boys Town, stop trying to fucking change things, right? Mm-hmm, Which, like, mm-hmm. I don't know. Just because something is old, does not mean it is good. (laughs) Look, look at our president. So, Mm -hmm. um, like I, I I think if there is a counterpoint here, if there's something worth discussing here, I think it might be. There are some people that advocate for gay bars, queer spaces to be something that we very much still need because straight people have everywhere else and we need a place that we can feel safe. Mm. Um, does that extend to like gay male spaces, right? Like, is it appropriate for a bar, especially or, or especially a, a sex place like a bathhouse to be exclusively gay male or not? So I guess what I'm saying is Boys Town as a neighborhood, that's a slightly different scope. And I get that. But is it OK for there to be places that are for gay men only? sure and so what do you do about that right like like what if what if boys town is carved into like six different fiefdoms and one of them can still stay boys town and that's where like the eagle is or something you know what i mean
1: (laughs) well i mean you can have gay male spaces but you don't get entire towns of gays (laughs) like gay men spaces yeah, I get that. I'm I'm I'm
0: working on like the philosophical level, right? Because the argument is that should not be a there shouldn't be a neighborhood for gay men. It should be a neighborhood for the whole umbrella. Yeah. And yeah. I am I'm, I'm trying I'm trying to pick that apart just like philosophically. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah.
1: Like a, a I just think that these things tend to be like self self editing, self Limiting moderating. Nope. Self-moderating kind of thing. Like mostly if there's a gay men's bar and someone shows up that like let them in, it's cool. But like, also they'll look around and be like, Hey, this isn't my jam. This isn't for me. Just like if I walked into a lesbian bar, hopefully I'm allowed and I can hang out, but also I'll be like, this isn't where I'm going to find the next dude I'm going to fuck. So like, you know, I don't know. I, th- I think you're allowed to like gay men can absolutely have spaces that are for them, but they, they're, they're buildings, not their meeting rooms, their parades. They're not necessarily entire permanent city areas.
0: Yeah.
1: Yep. I also, I also think that
0: this is going to be one of those things where they'll eventually change it and, uh, to people of a certain age it won't matter. Like they'll call it Boys Town forever no matter sure. what the fucking flag says, right? Yeah. Like I, I still call it SafeCo Field. It hasn't been SafeCo Field for <laughs> years and years now.
1: And like and if they call it Boys Town, like that's fine. Like you know, I don't know.
0: Yeah. All right, moving on. Are you ready? Yeah. Uh uh so quarantine has been weird, COVID has been weird, but there are some movies that are far enough along in post-production that they're wrapping them up and they're trying to figure out how to distribute them. But Mm. like movies are still kind of happening, right? So there's one called Ammonite that is directed by Francis Lee. And it tells the story of real life, Victorian paleontologist, Mary Anning. And I'm already so bored. I know. She's just, she's just, okay, okay, sorry, sorry. I'll get to the good part. Uh, (laughs) Falling in love with a younger woman called Charlotte. And the movie is coming out uh, soon. And the release has been delayed because of all the the shit going on. But the casting is Mary Anning is played by Kate Winslet and Charlotte is played by Saoirse Ronan. And they have been very much in the news all throughout production of this thing. It's taken a long time. It started back in 2019 or 2018. Um, But what I want to talk about is the, there, there's there's two there's two things that are problematic about this and and one of them is more problematic than the other i think the first is that uh paleontologists are sort of upset Boring. that they are retroactively making this woman queer when there is evidence for that but it's there's no slam dunk that says like oh yeah she was full-on lesbo
3: hmm.
0: um and it, 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 paleontologists also are pretty traditional and conservative and largely white men. And I think that they're in denial and only see what they want to see. And like this woman's,
1: this,
0: this woman's contributions to paleontology, I think are only palatable to them as long as she is as close to them as possible. And this further estranges them from identifying Mm. with her. Yeah, that's true. That Um, makes sense. But the number two, the one that I actually want to talk about is those are two straight chicks.
3: Hmm.
0: two straight chicks playing lesbos. Why are we doing this again?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I always think like if you're an up and coming actor, like you don't necessarily get to pick your parts. I mean, you audition for them, but like you don't get to be like, no, I'm not playing this person. I'm, I, I stand against it. Like, but when you're Kate Winslet, you get to make a statement by not playing those kind of characters. And she could have done that. And she didn't. Yep.
0: This is this is also in that space, though, of, like, pick two random up-and-coming lesbian actresses. Does this film even get made, much less released, much less watched by people who need to see things represented?
1: Yeah, but then, like, that just perpetuates the, like... At some point, you gotta have lesbian actresses. Like, so, if you just keep putting straight people in there, because straight people are the most popular, they're straight people are gonna keep being the most popular, so how do you, like yeah
0: yeah yeah i don't know
1: it would have been great if they said like every single extra then has to be a lesbian
0: yeah right well, and uh to, to you your point you have to eat at, out at...
1: kate winslet in order to be an extra
0: <laughs> kate winslet we're only okay with you acting in this role if you let your box get munched <laughs> um <laughs>
1: honorary degree
0: in lesbian <laughs> um uh I also think like you, you're going to need some star power there. A, a movie about paleontologist lesbians is probably not going to be a blockbuster if you don't get some heavy hitters. I fell in there. asleep
1: halfway through your description of this movie, so <laughs> that's true. Maybe we can give paleontology movies a pass. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Anyway, that's that's yeah. That's Kate Winslet and Sersha Ronan. Uh, whose name is fun to say now, Saoirse
1: I don't know who that is
0: You don't know who Saoirse Ronan is? No She's Irish, Republic of And is also a dual citizen She lives in New York, so she's got American and Irish citizenship And she's young, and she's beautiful Would maybe bang, even hmm. um, And she's got a, a cool Irish accent So that makes her even sexier
1: I don't even know how to start spelling that name yeah, it's S A O I R
0: S E. So I think one of the reasons I don't people know don't where know where the who first she-
1: en- and <laughs> name ended and the second name started. <laughs> okay, S- I see. Her. Got it. sersha Oh, nomination for four Academy Awards. Damn, twenty-six-year-old hmm. Sorcha. <laughs> Good for her. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, that's the news. That's the news. Uh, wow. That news sh- sure was a, uh, 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 we it it was on fire like a binko.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah. Great. Good job. <laughs> Casual
1: wow. lead into Polari Word of the Week. The Polari Word of the Week is pinko? Uh, binko with a B. Like, binko. Yeah. B as in bees. Is that
0: that horrible dice game my mom used to play with her weird friends?
1: Plinko? Plunko?
0: <laughs> no, that's bunk. That's bunko. bunko. Okay. W- okay, yeah, oh, what are oh, you ta- bink- what are you talking about? What B- is this polari shit?
1: Binko? I just picked the most random one. Binko means a kerosene flare.
0: <laughs> Binko?
1: Yeah. <laughs> it's from Italian, the etymology, it's from Italian. Binko means white. I don't know how that relates, but Binko. So if you ever this this is the really specific uh polari words that you're one time you're going to see a kerosene flare and you're going to be like ah i got this
0: a kerosene flare like you've been in an automobile accident you need to put a flare out or is this you like know, a-
1: there's very limited information in this polari <laughs> app that i have i that's i've relayed to the extent of my knowledge <laughs> yeah yeah well, now great now. um okay great cool. <laughs> Um, So I want to thank Patreon members. (laughs) (laughs) Is this where I do that? Um, Thank you to uh, Patreon members Scott McQuiston, uh, Ben Hanchet. 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 I think I should pronounce everything like we're French. That would make every name sound cool. Um, Is it it Hanchet? Yeah, which I think it's not what I said at first. Anyway, uh, Zachary Jacques uh james d oh i know that bitch oh really oh hi i think so um james d and uh timothy just timothy
0: just timothy
1: oh timothy um great thank
0: reference thank go you
1: ahead. uh uh thank you to all of our patreon members if you want bonus shit and some merch and you know other bonus shit then go to patreon.com slash
0: Great. Yeah. Do it. Be it, love it, have it.
1: Be it, love it, do it, live it, life it.
0: There are now over uh, thirty hours of bonus content over on Patreon that are accessible for at just the five dollar level.
1: Wow. Damn thanks, Dan. And thanks to us for creating it. What do I <laughs> God? Uh that's why what... why why do you keep listening, people? Man, that's so <laughs> much of me talking. Um <laughs> uh do you want to talk about intersectionality
0: sure let's talk about intersectionality we're going to have some guests on we're going to have uh shana summers and chris chesson who are the hosts of bad queers and they are they're yeah they're pretty intersectional
1: yeah i Um, i think we we picked the right uh guest to talk about intersectionality um it's
0: as near as i can tell their show is the same as our show but they're better because they're not white cis men <laughs>
1: <laughs> well and that's a really amazing uh podcast name i wish uh it reminds me of uh be gay do crimes kind of kind of vibe um yeah i do want to tell you one thing about intersectionality before we okay. uh, take a break i wanted to tell you things
0: about intersectionality <laughs>
1: yeah okay uh, no you,
0: you 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 go for it you can dom top okay. me okay that's fine y-
1: okay here we go here we go <laughs> 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 um, so I wanted to introduce the idea of intersectionality, um, which was established, uh, or, or kind of brought into light by Kimberly Crenshaw, who, um, started the, uh, coined the term over 30 years ago. She's a lawyer, it started as a legal concept. Um, and it has been, uh, there's this article on Vox that I really like that, um, talks about, the term and how it's been kind of taken and and what people assume it means. Um, it's the, an article by Jane Koston, uh, from, uh, 2019. Um, but it talks about how, like, a lot of right wing people now hear that term and get defensive about it, and think that we're because trying- they're
0: fucking snowflakes, Kyle. <laughs> That's
1: true. <laughs> they're white, white snowflakes. Um, where they think that that intersectionality is going to be used to flip the like the pyramid scheme, and any non cis, non hetero, non white person is at the top, which is a fundamental misunderstanding of what the like basically in this article, it talks about Kimberly is like, no, we want to do away with hierarchies altogether. If you're, yeah,
0: you clearly don't understand how hard it is to be a white, straight man in this country, Kyle, (laughs) the most discriminated against group that there is.
1: I was one for 19 years um, (laughs) and it sucks. So maybe they have a point. The, The, the point, I mean, she, she says that whenever, if you get down to the root level, the idea, the concept of it is not, uh, people don't argue with that people have different experiences with, uh, especially with multiple layers of, uh, you know, uh, 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 minority, whatever. So like a white woman's experience is going to be different than a black woman's experience. Like that's kind of the basis of it. Um, yeah. and so she has a podcast, uh, which I really liked the, um, the, the one about Stonewall. Um, uh, it's called her podcast is intersectionality matters. And, the uh, there's an episode when they uh, the 50th year of uh, Stonewall, they talked to uh, my new favorite person whose name Barbara um, Barbara Smith, uh, the LGBT activist, feminist, black lesbian, who's incredible. Um, so yeah, that's a great episode to check out. Awesome. I, did, I won't, but I appreciate <laughs> <some> it. <tip>. Great! <laughs> you still have that thirty hours of art content to listen to at patreon.com yeah. dot slash Gish Podcast. Oh God, <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> what did you want to say to me? Um, m-
0: most of what you just said that that it's the the term has really oh, only been around since nineteen eighty nine, and I I think it's super important though that the 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 whole thing was originated from wanting to talk about the stories of black women and how much more difficult it is for them in this society compared to white men or just women, uh, white women uh, or black men. And the idea, the idea is that your blackness and your femaleness, uh, you can't look at just one of those things and understand that person's experience. You have to look at the way that they combine. And um, that's that's sort of how this idea of intersectionality got started. And then, of course, it it branched out into other things, race, gender, sex, sexuality, class, ability, nationality, citizenship, religion, body type, a whole bunch of stuff that I had never even really considered as being part of the kaleidoscope of things that makes a person up. Um, Yeah. And
1: I think it's similar to like white privilege, where a lot of people get defensive about the idea because they feel like, oh, it's. My life wasn't easy. I worked for what I had. Blah, 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 which is yeah. all well and true and you're right. Also, your life was a little bit easier because you're white. My life yep. is a little bit easier because I'm a cis dude. My life is a little bit easier because I'm middle class like
0: and oh and arguably because you are tall.
1: <laughs> That's true. I could reach things on the top shelves, which has earned me plenty of savings at the store where they keep all their discounted items. Did you know that there is a measurable
0: difference in the upward mobility of people in their career for men based on their height? That taller men are elevated to positions of leadership at Hmm. a rate that can't be explained by anything else other than their height?
1: Wow. No wonder I'm unemployed. (laughs) (laughs) All right.
0: uh we're gonna take a break and when we get back we're gonna have Shayna summers and chris chesson the bad queers uh from the bad queers podcast to talk to us more about this yeah um so uh, should we take a break
1: let's take a break <laughs> let's take a break break this is the part where mike and kyle take a break this show is sponsored by better help
0: it sure is
1: hey mike hey Kyle. what would you do if you had an extra hour in your day
0: Okay, we talked about this the last time we recorded an ad and I said I thought I would do cooking. Uh-huh. I actually did. I talked to my therapist and she was like, what would you do for an extra hour? And I said, I would cook. And so I did. And this weekend on Saturday, I made a recipe I'd never made before. It was French onion mac and cheese, and it was delicious.
1: Well, if you want to improve your mental health, be a podcaster and record an ad about mental health. Yeah.
0: <laughs> if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's completely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule.
1: Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge
0: visit betterhelp.com slash gayish today to get 10 percent off for your first month that's betterhelp.com slash gayish
1: learn to make time for what makes you happy with better help that's betterhelp.com slash gayish
0: french onion mac and cheese that's what makes me happy yum
1: hey kyle hey mike do you remember when prep came out and it was a game changer Oh, my God. Biggest news. We were all excited to get our hands on it.
0: Well, it's happening again.
1: (laughs) It is. Imagine a world where STIs are no more.
0: Doxypep is what we're talking about, everybody. You can get Doxypep from shameless care. And Doxypep has been proven to be up to 90% effective at stopping STIs like chlamydia, gonorrhea, and syphilis. It's Just like PrEP was for HIV, but now for all of those other things too.
1: And where can you get this? You can get it from Shameless Care. As a top telemedicine provider with board certified physicians across 50 states, they have a mission of making DoxyPep accessible and affordable.
0: Answer some medical questions on the website and one of their physicians will prescribe DoxyPep to you. Viola is shipped straight to your door in discreet packaging.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And DoxyPep at Shameless Care is crazy affordable, just $109 a year that covers the online evaluation, the medication and the shipping.
0: So if you're ready to rewrite your story and discover the joy of carefree intimacy, visit shamelesscare.com slash gayish to take control of your sexual health.
1: That is shamelesscare.com slash gayish. Your liberation is waiting.
0: Be sure to use lube. (laughs) So are we back?
1: <laughs> we're back. We're back. <laughs> I love it. Uh we're here with Shayna and Chris from the Bad Queers podcast. Thanks so much for being on. Yeah, thanks for having us. Yeah, we're super excited. Okay. First of all, we're gonna talk about intersectionality with y'all, but first of all, why bad queers?
3: Shana, oh, uh, you always carefully. Like, so <laughs> Shana has the bars. So. <laughs>
2: yeah so we created bad queers as we were inspired by um the l word generation q actually that season finale um and so there was a scene where alice was interviewing roxanne gay but really it was like roxanne gay interviewing alice on her show and she was going through all of this personal issues and all of the stereotypical and non-stereotypical things that queer women tend to do and she stops and she turns to roxanne gay and she's like wait am i a bad queer And I stopped and was like, this is this is our podcast. This is it. But also, we both work at the Her app, and each of us are outward-facing versions of our jobs. Basically, Chris runs events, I run the community, and we always see people who are so worried about breaking stereotypes or that they've done something wrong and that they feel like they are a bad lesbian or a bad gay or bad anything else because they're not following these stereotypes that you fell into. So basically, we created uh, Bad Queers to help people who came out of the closet and got put in a box of stereotypes that they don't belong to. We're opening up conversation for you to be an imperfect queer and to actually like be able to make fun of our LGBTQ plus alphabet. So that's kind of where bad queers came from. That's awesome.
0: Right before the break, bringing you guys on, I said that you're that like, it's basically our show, but better because you're not white dudes. So <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: yeah. Pretty much, pretty much. Yeah, just I mean, but, you know, I think, um, you know, there's a current conversation on just cancel culture and um, just uh, discourse being stifled and everything. And I think uh, in some ways, and I just explained it uh, this week on our, our podcast, that cancel culture is just accountability culture. And that's fine. I think they have to allow for nuance and growth. But I think it's fine to have these conversations in the social media age. We've seen things kind of progress by having conversations, sometimes strong disagreements, so yeah, not everybody fits into what people think of as gay and lesbian and you know just even just a queer community, and I think we also uh in the community have our biases and our different uh viewpoints, so yeah, we just want to highlight that like it's not you know a lot of people give us great feedback about just, okay, yeah, I didn't feel like I really kind of fit in, so mm-hmm. yeah, or we they were like, friends.
2: "Oh, I didn't have this knowledge around something, and I felt like because I'm now in the queer community, I need to know all of the definitions and all of these identities and all of this stuff. And there's so many people who are actively coming out and being like, oh my God, thank you. I honestly did not know what that meant. Thank you (laughs) for explaining it in a way that we could take it.
1: (laughs) We're working on phasing out the phrase, uh, take away your gay card, which is the like, oh, you have not seen steel magnolias or, or like some of the things are great to learn about like other identities and everything within the lgbt like but if you've never listened to patty lapone like you're still fine you don't need your cake <laughs> card taken away exactly. so it's like sometimes it's like learning things but sometimes it's also just being like i don't care about that and that's yeah. fine
3: and it's also that was like it's funny for a moment because i mean there's a black card thing like there's there's different cards around marginalized mm-hmm. groups some that cards. we do but i think you know, we're kind of uh, better um, accepting of just like language does evolve. So like it was cool then. It was cool yeah. for the time. Yeah. <laughs> and then, yeah, like, yeah. now it's not because I, th- I talked about it on our show. Like I am a gold star lesbian. I've never been intimate with a man. And I think I, I was like, I feel like we should stop saying that because it's like a bit of like, I'm better or I'm more gay because, mm-hmm. you know, I didn't sleep with a man. And it's kind of like, okay that's lame now like i don't re- yeah
0: i was I, I i was married to a woman for five years so i like to say that i'm a lead star gay and like <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: I, i'm
0: i'm good with that i wear it like a badge of honor but yeah.
1: but yeah. no i think that is something that um i've stopped saying and definitely notice when other people say like especially with gay men it's like you're you're placing more value on the people that have had less interaction with women that just like feels uh, i think things okay this is a good actually intersectionality hey we can talk about that
3: great transition Um, segue (laughs) (laughs) you just get all the topic
1: and then start talking about it yeah that's um okay so it feels a little bit different when i as a male uh reward myself for not interacting with Like having any sex or doing whatever with women. Wait, is there a term? Oh, oh, that's just, well, no, this is still the gold star. Like, we use the the gold gold star system. Everybody's still a gold star. All right. Yeah. Yeah. I actually didn't know. I was about to be
2: like, plot twist.
3: There's a whole other other definition.
1: No, no, no. Yeah. I didn't, I actually didn't know lesbians use the gold star system as well. Oh, yeah. yeah. All right. But you know, we're taking
3: top and bottom and all that now, too. I don't know if you guys have seen that. Like, we're taking top and bottom in verse and switch. Like, I'm we sure. like it. We are like I I'm a top, but um we did a workout series around sex positive things. It uh sex positive workouts and it was like a top bottom and verse. And I was like I am a workout bottom, honestly. Right. sexually <laughs> actually <laughs> workout bottom. Like
1: <laughs> wait, what's workout mean? Work what's a workout? Bottom?
3: No, literally was, like, a legit like literally workout. workout. But- our uh, oh, fitness oh. instructor, like, had exercises specific to tops. And then you know, and lots of thrusting areas, lots <laughs> of yeah. focus, lot of lots of, of glute work, Breath.
2: where <laughs> then you switch to the bottom and it's a bit more ab focus yep. and things like that. Like, you know, and it was more. very specific to that. And yeah. people yeah. loved it. It was great.
1: Yeah. But to actually start talking about intersectionality. Ooh, 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 ooh. Oh,
0: can I throw this oh. in there R- real quick?
1: Yeah. I, b- <laughs>
0: We're just going to keep delaying the actual topic for like an hour. So, um, no, uh, we, we started talking with you guys uh, uh, back in, I, I think it was May or early June. And uh, that was at the, the height of all of the civil unrest going on and Black Lives Matter. It was very much in the headlines all, all the time. George Floyd, etc. And uh, one of the things that we talked about when we were lining this episode up was that people will need the reminder in july that that Mm -hmm. we we were worried that some of that would have cooled off and that people would need to have another poke in the ass about about all of this um where do you think we are like did like compared to our conversation in june do you think things have cooled off and that we need to do some stoking or do you think it's been uh is it in the same place that we were a a month ago what what, what's your take on all of that
3: i don't know what do you think shana from my perspective absolutely Mm -hmm. Yeah, I definitely I think, it, think so. It was a lot of performative stuff with, with uh, you know, just seeing the corporations. It was kind of rainbow washing, but, you know, for Black people with, like, the statements that are out there where it's like, cool, 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 but, like, this is an everyday thing. So, like, while I think that um, there's still demonstrations going on and we're still keeping certain injustices alive with Breonna Taylor and everything, um... Yeah, there's there's a lot going on, but I think it it's cooled down a little bit. It, it has. That but it doesn't ch- have to be on like 10 all the time. I think I just want people and white people to know, like, this will be an everyday thing because it's an everyday thing for us. So, yeah. like, welcome. But there's a lot of things like, you know, people could take pieces of out of this system systemic racism and like remedy like it's we're going to need your help to undo this and and we need just more focused attention on it being intentional you know laws and policies and society changing so um in education so yeah i think it's it's definitely calmed down uh, which was going to happen but i think that there was a lot of great conversations and um even just uh knowledge share out there during that period of time which was It was great. I think, I mean, for myself specifically,
2: where the conversation has drifted into, where it's like, okay, cool. Yeah, we have Black Lives Matter. Amazing. But then we just had four cis Black men jump a Black trans woman who's fighting for their lives. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of like, as much as we need to look at, like, yes, we see Black Lives Matter movement. Not a lot of people even know that, like, two out of the three women who started Black Lives Matter are queer women. And their identities intersect with that. It's almost like there's a black community, but then underneath that is like the black queer community. And between Chris and I, like, you know, we're black queer women. And that intersectionality in itself is just like, so many people see that as three strikes against your identity. And so it's also been, I know, right. Um, And so it's been interesting to see how, when we switch the narrative to the, this being the first time that we're actively saying all black lives matter and then to one hear the conversation from the white folks that are like well then why don't you just say that all lives matter and it's like no karen they don't (laughs) chad you can sit down um and it's like no because the black community also needs to have this reminder which i think is the first time that we've really pushed for this narrative is to be like hey you need to remember that black trans people count that black lgbtq plus people count that black disabled people count like we need to be able to understand that and it's not just around like another thing where we're taking it from the community that basically silenced us like it's almost like we're going to follow what the white community is doing which means that they raise up their cis white men yeah. and now it's like oh, okay well now we're going to raise up our cis black men and it's like no everybody knows i was like black women get shit done so it's like you need to be in all parts of society and all these things and it's like you know fuck the patriarchy and all these things it's like we need to raise up these voices but it's also been such an interesting thing with the crossover and intersectionality of my identity to just sit and be like man i also feel like i have to like fight for my voice within the black community as well as within the black lives matter movement so it's all been interesting in that where I've been kind of leaning more towards like no I need to make sure that like black trans lives are mattering. Yes, all black lives matter and I'm gonna show up to the protests that support that narrative. And so that's been a whole new element that's sprung in there that I've noticed over <laughs> the last month as well. Because before it was just like a solid black lives matter and now we're just like, hey hey, hey, hey. we don't yeah. get to pick and choose which black lives matter. Actually it's like all of us yeah. as a group, we are there. We're fighting for you, so you need to also fight for us. Yeah. Well,
0: um, I'm we we say on the show quite a bit that there's like a, a checklist, right? There's the the straight white cis Christian able-bodied mm. man, like of those six things, like you get maybe one before you start having like serious societal issues, and and uh, they're not all equal either, obviously. Um, do you do you think one I'm hesitant to to point it out because there's a lot of white people that are like, well, black people are killing black people, too. Like that somehow fucking justifies anything. But are there are are there some of those groups that are hostile to others of those groups? Right. Like I I know that there's a problematic relationship between mainstream black culture and queer people. Is that is is there solidarity there that's building at last or is that still a struggle?
3: it's a lot of conversations going on at the same time that have uh, that we needed to have. So I think, you know, and Shana explained it, but um, in, in, in between all of these things, like toy uh, I forget the name of the activist young woman who was murdered by uh, a black cis man. Uh, and she was out protesting for black lives matter, but there was a conversation around that, like in the middle of this, there's obviously been trans, Um, Black trans deaths in the middle of this So it's like Even though there is a Always a divide of like We're we're constantly trying to prop up The Black cis man Mm. in, In Black culture, like that's just what we've Done and everything due to a lot of factors So there's that conversation And that reckoning of like You have, you know, one side saying Hey, let's just focus on one thing Which would be the, you know, kind of the Black male Cis male being led in this movement And propped up But it's like, no, Black women are saying no, like, there's that, there's, there's, you know, violence between us, there's um, systems of oppression between us, and, you know, Black queer people are like, hey, 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 also, you know, and Mm -hmm. Billy Porter, you know, communicating that, like, there's going to be that friction, but we're having the conversations now, because it's just like, hey, they look at all of us as Black, Mm -hmm. like, you know, like, they're not like, oh, this Black queer person's fine, we're not going to bother them, or, this black rich person is fine. We're not going to bother them or no, like we all are affected by the same thing. So it's like, we don't have to agree. Like, I'm not trying to change minds. Like, I don't need you to like my lifestyle as you call it, but we also have to just get on the same page. Like, Hey, it's all black lives matter because Mm -hmm. all black lives matter. And some of us don't know that or show that. And that has to be a conversation too. Like, it's like, COVID has helped us all stay in and be like, let's just have these conversations across the board in a lot of areas. So I think that's going on definitely within the community. Um, and, you know, it's gonna. I think it's going to push it forward and, you know, more understanding of like, okay, like you can't say that this isn't happening. Like if women, black women are getting murdered in the middle of this or black queer people are, are getting murdered in the middle of this, then it's like, come on, like it's happening. It's been happening. Let's have the conversations about it. So yeah, it's, I'm hopeful that it will get better. And I think we know and have the history to see even within our our diaspora, like, we don't really have, we can't afford to not be united, basically. We just can't. So, yeah. And I think as as queer, the queer community, we've done that. So I've seen that groups can come together for a common cause. But of course, even in our community, there's different I mean, communities within the community. So, yeah, we're, we're going to get on board. I'm I'm hopeful of that. I think that's going to happen.
0: You hear that, Democrats? We can't afford to not be united.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Who <Poo-wee. laughs> like uh, no, I uh,
1: I feel like it was almost obviously the situation that brought it was super shitty, but almost fitting that pride was like the parades couldn't happen the the parties couldn't happen or they shouldn't have happened Mm -hmm. um because i mean that to me is like well then what is pride and to me it was like well pride is learning about all of these kind of issues and and something that i think about when you talk about the the people that we prop up um you said the the cis black man and and i start to think about like how do you take that person that we're propping up and use it to our advantage and, and I learned a lot about like cis gay men who were like, started to get some rights and they were like, cool, bye. And then just like, <laughs> like they could have done something with the fact that they were starting to gain acceptance. So it's all like, I feel like I want to learn from that and figure out, well, then how can we use the fact that cis gay men are the ones that get shown? Like, how do, how do we use that to our advantage to help everyone else?
3: I think, again, continuing to just use your privilege to talk about the people who don't have that privilege. Like, you know, it it does, like, even in this time, and in the last couple years, um, I've recognized just, um, just my biases, even with the trans community, and just not understanding that, you know, what they go through, um, and all that. And I think, Yeah, it's only been because people constantly, you know, and trans activists and people have been like, no, we're here. We we're going to tell our stories and, you know, Pose comes out and it changes things. But just continuing to learn about that community, that's important. So that's like a good example of like, hey, like it was Ryan Murphy and Janet Mock, like making sure that this is brought forward you know what i mean so it's use your privilege for good use your powers yeah. for good you know like privilege is a yeah. power so like all of us possess some sort of privilege so just use it for good to just point stuff out because people really legit don't know like or 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 they they want to be ignorant like people don't want to you know but when you call it out and you confront it and you use your privilege for good it's like it's it's good results every time so yeah
1: so tell tell us a little bit more about, I want to hear about your experience specifically within the queer community. I'm trying to learn about more about individuals' experience within the community, racism, sexism, all that stuff. So I'm curious, just, I don't know, broadly speaking, what is, have you felt included? That's a really big question, but.
2: Oh, yeah. No, that's a, but it's a good question because. Probably in any part of our identity, I would say. And, like, Chris, feel free to, like, disagree. But I would say at some point, no. Like, there are places where I've had, like, moments and flickers of those moments. But there's always some sort of underlying something. So both Chris and I are from Virginia. I'm from Northern Virginia. Chris is from Southern Virginia, as she mentioned. And that even whole scene and people and all that is a whole different vibe to where we both are. We're based. We're both in the Bay Area um, in California now and so it's interesting to kind of see those floating differences but the main one that I always stick to is how much cis gay men want to be a sassy black woman mm. <laughs> and the moment that I walk in and I am, I mean I'm naturally sassy so it's just like that's <laughs> part of my personality but then it's like how much they just want to tune in to that and it's almost just like oh, you're doing the most here. Like, yeah. <laughs> or like they'd make like one comment and be like, ha okay. Like we can keep it moving. And, da, 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 and then they continue because yeah. then it's like when they're like in that presence, they're like, it's almost like that's how they feel like they need to communicate. And I'm just like, yeah. mm, no, you can
3: just talk yeah. to me like a person.
2: Do you feel like
1: people turn it up when they're around you? When they Absolutely. Like, you are a sassy black woman. <laughs> by Absolutely. Your nature. It's yeah. like
2: you have to outdo it, which is also just like a whole other narrative of like, why don't you just let me come in here and be me? And rather than you always having to feel like you have to one up me yeah. because yeah. you are either intimidated by this or you want to have this attitude and sass and whatever else or this confidence that we exude. So then they take it and put it to another level. But then when we sit and flip it on them and say, hey, actually what you're doing is actually making fun of this whole race and talking about all of these things, and da, da, da. then they can't They can't hold that accountability. They're just like, nah, girl, like I'm with you doing it. And you're just like, nope. And there's no like way to get into that. And I think speaking back to rewinding a little bit to where you were mentioning like, why didn't cis gay men at that time, like take more people with them? Why didn't they advocate more? And it was like, because they had that brief moment of acceptance. Yeah. They were like, yes, I am on this level. I don't want to ruin that. So I'm not going to do I mean, that. So, they're like, I made it, I'm doing this, but yet they still try to argue that they're oppressed because they are gay. Yeah. And it's just yeah. like, no, like you sit in, like, we can have these conversations where it's like, cis gay men, um, there cis white gay men have to like, understand the fact that it's like, there is racism prevalent in the LGBTQ plus community. And so many people try to ignore that. But I'm like the amount of experiences I've had, even just going to like gay bars, like it became like not fun for me. Mm-hmm. Like, I loved going to gay bars because the dancing was fire, but then I would sit and go back and like interact with people and do that. And I'm like, wow, we're really pushing past like my boundaries where it's like, you feel like you can touch my butt. And it's just like the same thing with like, if a straight guy came up and was like touching my butt, but they're like, no, it's fine because I'm gay and I'm not attracted to it. And I'm like, still my body, still my choice. Um, Or the way that they would interact with me. And then I would have to like, if I was able to hang out with them later or do whatever, I'd have to like sit them down and be like, you need to stop. And they're just like, but it's fine. I'm like, but it's not cute. Like, Mm -hmm. I get it. I see where you're going. I know drag culture and this and whatever else. That's the way that you feel like you can connect. No. And then it's like, also similar to being a woman, I'm more femme presenting Mm -hmm. when I go out. So then that's a whole other conversation. And so for me personally, it's like, not that every experience is terrible. It's just like, I know that at some point, one of those parts of my identity is going to have a negative interaction that night. Yeah. or at a party or at whatever it's like at least one and it doesn't have to always be big but it's going to be there Yeah. And so that's where my personal experience goes to
0: and how, how many of those guys would then sort of discount you as the angry black woman instead of listening and doing the work and acknowledging so what you're many. trying to say to them right like, so
2: many because then they flip and be like okay you're doing too much and I was like who's doing too much I'm over here drinking my drink like, <laughs> you know and that's where it is it's like how, and and that's also the thing where I have to think about do i feel like arguing this tonight or not do i have the energy because some people will be like oh yeah well you didn't say anything this time but you did this time and i was like well today i had time today i had the energy today i felt like it like i can't do it all the time because if i did my energy would be spent every time i went out or was with a group of people or anything like that um so yeah so that's where it's like, do I want to just let you go off and be cool and not be seen as the angry black woman or the sassy one or this? Do I need to, like, nail down my energy and all of this just so it can seem like a neutral and let them have their due? But then it's like, why do I have to numb down my personality yeah. to, like, be able to engage in a space that, like, you all have claimed when it should be, like, all of our spaces?
0: Without, without justifying it at all, uh, I sort of associate the, like, black female, sassy affectation that a lot of gays, cis, white gays, present as being associated with drag. Like, that came through this lens of they're just emulating the personalities that they see in drag, like on RPDR, and, like, they, they've sort of absorbed that. But that itself is sort of co-opting culturally in the mm-hmm. first place. Is that fair of me? or do you, do you think I'm off base?
2: No, definitely on base, because if you think about a lot of things from black culture it is actually taken by white culture in so many ways Um, and like from music to dance moves to uh, fashion to any like sort of like language and things like that like that's a thing that I think as a black community we're just kind of like used to not that it's okay by any means but it's like yeah at some point that's going to be taken and it's going to be able to be put mainstream and then white people are going to be able to drink it in when in the black community we're like this is what we've been doing all the time like the easiest example to put it in is like uh, voguing yeah. and like ballroom culture and all of that and then you start to see even just like in this season of the second season of Pose where they're like oh yeah well Madonna has it now so we're being brought mainstream because she's doing this and now you know you have the episode where uh, Damon had to teach like the Vogue classes and it was just like a line of white people mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's like oh yeah well yeah, here we are and that's like the clearest example of what some people are seeing but it's it's such a such a norm yeah. which is unfortunate that uh, that happens a lot. So yeah, you're right on the money with that.
1: <laughs> and I'm I'm like, I feel like the affectation of a sassy black woman, like that's such a big like topic or, or could be a big point of contention within the cis gay male community. So I'm imagining uh, responses being, well, this is like, oh, I'm not acting like this. This is how I am. And I'm trying to think through like, I think for a lot of people, if you really look deep down in your heart of hearts, like that's not true. Yeah, But um, anyway, I'm curious to get kind of your reaction to those cis men, white men that may be defensive about the way they're presenting or talking.
3: It's like, it's okay to admit you were influenced by the, you know, a sassy black woman or just black women like that. That's fine. Like, I think the, the, the part of like, w- we love that you like, white people appreciate our culture in different ways. It still just goes back to, but the credit and the actual like mm-hmm. economics tied to it, like appropriation is, is tied to kind of like just robbing, you know, black artists of things like little Richard, you know, passing away and even just reading his backstory with stuff, he had to battle being definitely his sexuality and all that. And, you know, being a religious man, but also, you know, just racism and having somebody re-record his, you know, some of his tracks. And they were white because it would be, you know, you know, more palatable or just, you know, fine uh, for for a white audience. So I think it's we look at it and it's such an eye roll, but it's also just like a wow, like you want the culture without the like blues of it. Like there's you know, we we look at voguing and all that and we love it. It's fabulous. But it's like we're not paying attention to like what their lives are outside of the ballroom. Like we don't care about that. And it's because we're not conditioned usually to like care about those things and we have to like train ourselves to like look beyond, you know, that and see like, wow, their life is shitty for like reasons that we all kind of contribute to like, yeah. Like I think that's it because I don't think it would even be like such a big thing. Like if, you know, white people emulated our dances and we were all kind of on a level playing field, especially economically, it's just like, okay, yeah, we're, this is American culture. We just mimic, we mimic each other and things, but because historically and currently like we don't get either credit or the finances behind it. It's kind of like, it's, yeah, it's, it's like, it's, it's being robbed. Like it's just in front of your face too, where it's like, you're not going to get credit for it, or you're not going to get paid as much for that, but that's your original idea. So Mm -hmm. yeah, I think if.
1: That, that was, that's, I think so meaningful to me and, and connections that I just made. So like that, like, like, in and of itself emulating other people's great but you're right like it is literally robbing it is literally taking money out of the pockets of the people yeah. that created it and it, it's not inherently wrong but the context of i think you said wanting to wanting to take the culture without like bringing along <laughs> really? everything like if you're taking yeah. the culture also bt dubs everything else should come along yeah. with it, and it's taking the culture without no that i, I that's such a great way and i i think that's
3: there's like, like somebody cool. who said it better it's like a R and B thing where it's like you want the rhythm but not the blues like R and B like you want the rhythm <laughs> not the blues though. like I I legit did have a boss when I moved out here who <laughs> he he was saying how much he loves Stevie Wonder but he was like but only the happy songs like only the happy songs <laughs> like none of, like none of the protesting or just like you know uh you know any any pro black you know Stevie Wonder songs like is no he was just like I just just the happy stuff though and it was just like <laughs> <and> like. <laughs> just happy stevie not, not any you know confrontational stevie so yep. i just thought it was just it was like, like the moment okay. we start
2: showing anything other than putting a smile on our face yeah, and you like, laugh smile or watch a sport yeah, yeah. Whoa, slow down stevie. can't
1: do it yeah. if you if you can't have me at my shaving my head hitting a car with an umbrella you don't deserve me at my baby one more time
3: and that's on britney that's on <laughs> britney that's on britney <laughs> <laughs> <It's on Brittany. laughs>
1: I have to find a way to make one Britney reference in every yeah, episode, so check that. It's okay. Um, I do the same with Beyonce, so I feel you. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> Favorite <laughs> Beyonce song? Do you have one?
2: Um, End of Time. Mm. But I, mainly the transition from Hold Up to Countdown when she does it live, though. Because that's... Oh. Ooh, it's such <laughs> a thing. I was like, Homecoming, she does it, and I live, and I was very happy to finally have it on audio. <laughs> that... I think
1: my favorite is Love on Top, mostly because I think every road trip, Mike and I play that. And I think, Mike, you like it just purely for the musical key change part. She changes keys like like 14 times, and it's amazing.
2: It's amazing. (laughs) (laughs) like every time i hear people do that at karaoke and i stop and i'm like oh you don't know what you signed up for i'm not ready you're not ready i was like just wait and people would be sitting they'll be like oh my god Shayna, like they're playing it and i'm like "Ooh, but this person we might have to call an ambulance after this performance because they forgot they yep. forgot because she waits till the end to switch
3: yeah. and it's just, just like well here we are too. just to flex at the end like oh yeah. this is towards in the, the sun i'm just gonna take it higher like yep.
1: <laughs> um I have no transition. Speaking of Beyonce. No, uh, Chris, uh, you,
3: <laughs> <laughs> tell
1: me about uh, your experience with kind of either racism, sexism, or just, you know, being in the queer community.
3: Yeah. You know, what's interesting, again, growing up in southeastern Virginia, like, you know, you, it's, you're kind of indoctrinated into kind of this docile living of things. So you're not really aware of the things around you. Like, there was Confederate flags, but, you know, people were nice it's the south like they have that locked in of like kind of shielding some things um it wasn't until i actually moved to california that i had experienced racism like it's queer disneyland being in the bay area and it was awesome to be here as a queer person but like i had one of the first times i went to a club i had a white guy come up to me and he was drunk but he uh was chatting and then he got to why is the black community why does the black community hate the queer community and i was just like puzzle because it was just like this is a white man sitting in front of me telling me like why is your community oppressing our community and I'm just like hey intersectionality <laughs> um but um uh, you know I also went to just other uh like gay clubs and in the south like we don't have like it's one place you go like we all party together there's no real separation so I went into this club in in downtown uh San Francisco and I was already a little lit before I got in there, but I was in there just hit, hitting my dances, hitting all the notes and, and moves and counts. Uh, and I just noticed that the men looked like annoyed and mad. And I was just like, it was it was like a Tuesday night. So I was just like, I don't know, maybe work for them. Um, but <laughs> I was just like weirded out and I could just see that the energy was kind of off. And I had asked uh, my girlfriend in, uh, at the time, but my wife now like, what's going on? And she was like, so yeah, yeah. Um, They don't like us partying in here as just women. So it was just like, oh, shit, okay. Mm -hmm. But I'm gay. Like, I feel like gay spaces should be, like, base. Like, any queer space you go into, if you're queer, it's, like, safe. It's base. You can go in. It's all for all of us. So, like, having that, like, sexism um, and just feeling that, like, uh, that microaggression is new to me in that way. Um, and yeah, and then there's been just a couple other incidents in moving out to California where it's like, it's the most liberal place. They had Black Lives Matter signs on their lawn before it was in vogue and everything. Mm-hmm. But you also have like more of the like liberal racism where it's just like, oh, like that's that's new. But that's OK. Wow. Right. That that is that is new. So yeah i think most of my actual racist interactions actually happened in liberal areas where it's like holy fuck mm-hmm. <laughs> like, you know and you right. think you're in your bubble and you're just like holy shit huh. just happened. <laughs> like yeah. and that's how it happens like it's just yeah so that's been kind of my interactions with it and i just know now like it's just yeah it's intersectionality is knowing that you're walking out and there's three things that could like make people angry or uh act differently towards you every day so you're just kind of on your toes about it like there's no real bubble for us Mm. Mm. so yeah
1: yeah that is interesting well it's this is kind of speaks to a a conversation we were having before um y'all joined us is about gay men's spaces like how like is that okay for us to want spaces that are specifically for gay men and this is all but in the also, context
0: of of there's a there's a movement to change the name of Boys Town in Chicago to something that isn't male specific. Like the the neighborhood should have a more inclusive name.
2: In okay, and- Chicago, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, they about to come over here and ruffle all the feathers. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Chicago, I am ready. <laughs> I was like, where's the survey? Let me let me ask. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Well, I'm curious on on your perspective. Uh, well, we, we did make the distinction of like neighborhood is a little bit different or entire area of a city is very different than, but like, but I'm thinking specifically like a club or a, uh, like, I don't know what other, I mean, it's kind of gay clubs or the spaces I'm thinking of. But yeah, what what's your take on gay men's spaces versus queer spaces?
3: I feel like, um... The the Zoomers, I love the Gen Z's and the Zoomers, I love so much because they just don't even like labels. They just like to party together. And at our greatest, we do party well together. We do at our greatest when just queer people come together. It's we're already the best partiers. Imagine combining forces. My God, is a party. <laughs> of queer, like, so, like, off that, we should want that. But as a queer woman of color, I, yeah, I want to go to a space where there's other queer people of color and everything so i understand people wanting their own spaces to go to i think the best uh being in the event space the best um copy event copy and just kind of language around that has been uh just saying like this space is for specifically you know queer people of color or trans people uh allies are welcome but just like priorities given to you know, that that community. So it's like if you're gonna go to this space, understand who it's for, kind of thing. So I think that's kind of the way to do it. But I mean, I love partying with everybody. Like, <laughs> you know, we're a great time. So I'm on the thing, like I get it wanting my own But hey, if we all come together, it's it's always a great party. Usually, yeah. Yeah. usually yeah. a good party. It, so it's
2: also really interesting because gay men have always had a plethora of spaces Mm -hmm. to be able to party in and so when people would come into those spaces um it's really like all right cool i mean you could just go down the street and go to the next place if you needed to like if you didn't like it you have at least three or four more places that you could go to but for like queer women specifically or queer trans non-binary folks there are only 16 bars right now that are specific to like queer women are non-binary or trans folks like that open it up to that and even if it's just like focusing on equipment those are the 16 spaces within the u.s mm-hmm. i was and, gonna ask but that's you know, in the entire country in the entire country only 16 yeah yeah only 16 you know and um I've been to, a, like, probably over half of the list, but it's just like, yeah, it's like, so, so then when we see, it's been fun. when um, we see <laughs> like an Etsy count like a map. Right? Like I, a need, to hand, I need, need to do to that. I need to do that and check it off. Out. Yes. Um, and <laughs> drunk. So, <laughs> map of my drunk places. Yeah. And, um, <laughs> and so to think of that where it's like gay men have always had a bunch of spaces to go to and queer women have not had those spaces so then it's like i can see on the flip side where we're valuing those spaces a lot more because the behaviors are different like this is why we work for an app that is specific just for lgbtq plus women trans and non-binary folks like there is a difference in the behaviors that are going to happen between grinder and her and there's going to be a difference between what the behaviors are going to be like at a queer women's focused bar and a gay men bar like it's just completely different areas and because there hasn't been that equalness or that amount when it comes to like queer women's spaces then yeah we're gonna fight for it and we're gonna protect it and so while i'm like yes we should i'm more so like why don't we make sure that we have a bunch of these places for the lgbtq community and then host nights mm-hmm. just host nights that are specific and highlighting each of our community and be able to celebrate mm-hmm. them and do whatever and but then it's still like know that this is a safe space because you are here because of your identity in terms of the lgbtq plus rainbow like not because you're a gay man and so yes this is your party spot and because you're a woman, this is your party spot like i would love to see that put together but i can also see like on the one side not going to be as sensitive to gay men because you guys have spaces and women do not and so that's kind of where
1: yeah i yeah. handle that <laughs> yeah you, you, uh, what i was thinking about when as you're talking this is the idea like uh, nights and events like gay men's fetish night man that's gonna be like that is the spit spot for gay men like that is like and and shit's gonna get crazy but that but that's not the norm but if the norm is every space is a gay man space like that's not which is what it is like we don't need that we you can have your fetish night and then mostly like and then have every other bar be like everyone should be allowed so you're helping me kind of it's all, yeah, it comes back to, like, it's all about the context of, like, if there's one gay bar that says, hey, we're, like, gay men's bar, that's cool. But when it turns out, you know, 90% of the bars are that, like.
3: Yeah. Yeah, it's, I mean, even, again, uh, working in events, like, it's hard for um, queer women promoters to even get, like, a fair deal, like, with a night, like, hmm. it, they well and they you guys do, but gay men and men drink more is kind of the the uh rule of things, so it's just like it's harder to try and throw like a women focused night uh-huh. um but hopefully that changes i mean again, we need our own spaces um uh-huh. and I hope that you know people kind of uh even if we have to crowdsource it like we we need our own spaces, but um yeah, I would love to work towards just all of us being okay to just go again it's it should be base it should be safe like okay queer bar like it's cool i can go there oh thank god you know kind of thing and it you know uh be seen and be you know okay and feel safe so Hmm. yeah we'll we'll see the zoomers have it right the zoomers are very zoomers are killing it yeah and they just they hate labels like my my uh queer cousin who's 24 like doesn't like the term lesbian i don't even think she wants to be called queer i don't know what she wants to be called but i'm like okay cool but i guess like i can't say anything to that but you know the way they're growing up they just don't see labels they don't want to be you know in any category they just yeah they're on vibes they're just on vibes i guess, I guess they're working off vibes so yeah
1: yeah, I'm convinced that that generation is gonna save us all.
3: Yeah, they are. They are they absolutely
1: <laughs> almost are. out of necessity because if they like want the world to be here and and things to be okay, yeah, yeah,
3: and they're gonna be like annoyed doing it, but they're gonna do it like, I've seen, like <laughs> protest memes. Like they were like, I saw one meme where it was just like uh, G- Gen Z or Zoomers. Um, they can't ask the waitress for like more ranch, but they'll like spear a cop. And I'm <laughs> so, so, so literally spiritual <laughs> like, because, <laughs> God, fuck. like and I love them because again, as a millennial, I know that we we were um I hate the term uh woke, but aware like we were becoming aware, but I think the difference is zoomers are, are having those difficult conversations and they're being confrontational about these isms that shouldn't exist, like seeing the videos of them confronting their like racist parents like I can't say my millennial counterparts did that and not all of them or not to the extent that the zoomers are and that is all the difference are these conversations around like you don't know like you, you know people don't know what they're talking about it's just recycled irrational fears so um zoomers are like no we're gonna talk about it and i'm gonna tiktok it too <laughs> like that's the yeah. thing like yeah it. yeah
0: well with gen x i think we were aware we're just too bored to do anything about it
3: <laughs> I feel like y'all were just tired. Y'all were so tired. We're like, <laughs> just civil rights was just God. We're just so tired. Yeah. I just want to have a like, like a nice, normal life. Like, yeah, <laughs> just that because my sister who's like forty, like we we joke about it, and it's just like she's like God. I, I'm just so tired. I just now she has her you know her big house. She did all she wanted to do and all that, but she was just like yeah. I just I just wanted to just have my own house and just. You know, construct their own life. Y'all are tired. That's why. I get it.
0: You think you think boomers are exhausting now? They had a lot more energy when they were younger. We had to live through that (laughs) shit. (laughs) Yes.
3: Yes. Gen X is going to say, I think Gen X down because we are the generations that actually like, actually had like meaningful. Uh, interracial like friendships and relationships Mm. like we grew up around each other like we grew up on Nickelodeon having like Hey Arnold and just Rugrats like there was diversity in our cartoons like it's it was unheard of to us but maybe i thought too a part of me thought when obama was elected like i think we're good like it was such a wonderful time ignoring all of the tea partying and all that going on that was swirling but i was like no not that i thought racism was over but i was like we're fine like we're in the clear like we're we're, you know progressing but you know as history shown it's like progress and then like a complete u-turn so that's you know we just have to be ready for that and just make sure it's like you know it keeps going forward so yeah but as much it's as I, when i think about like my parents
1: generation um i i think about and I, like without trying to excuse or justify or say anything's good or bad i think about like their parents did not talk to them it was yeah. silent it was no emotion it was do what you like go to school and be like and so the fact that my parents talk to me like a human and and we could talk a little bit about emotions and they cared what i thought and felt is like that to me was like i'm hoping that each generation kind of makes a step in the right direction and that's not i know that's not fast enough and that doesn't help people right now but I, i try to think about you know what's progressing with each
3: generation yeah, we'll, we'll get there. I think. Yeah, we're we're you know kind of indoctrinated in the the social media age. We have the internet, which has helped immensely. Like we just got to keep updating.
0: I mean, we solved it, right? Everything's great. Yes. Yes.
3: <laughs> Obama elected. This yep. episode. Yep. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> we told him to come back. Come on back. Come on. We're gonna welcome him back. Everyone. <laughs> I think we're gonna be fine, guys. The Zoomers have got us. Let's <laughs> let's talk to Zoomers and everything and just continue to learn and talk and we're gonna be fine and all that. So Yeah, please. I think I hope. I mean I have to hope so. You
0: know. Yeah. Boomers are gonna die someday. Okay. Well, with that <laughs> should we take a break? <laughs>
2: no, let's take a
0: break. <laughs> let's take a break. <laughs> this is the part where Mike and Kyle take a break. So are we back?
1: We're back. We're back. Uh, We are going to do our gayest and straightest. We're
0: going to do our gayest and straightest. But first, Shayna Summers and Chris Chesson tell us all about you and things and where people can find you.
2: Yes, absolutely. Uh, you can follow us on social media at Bad Queers Pod. We are on Instagram. We're on Twitter. We got the Facebook. But if you ever want to be featured on Bad Queers for our Am I a Bad Queer segment, where we answer advice about all different parts of the LGBTQ plus experience from dating to coming out to just not understanding terms anything that you've wanted to get off of your chest you can email us at badqueerspod at gmail.com or dm us at badqueerspod we love getting a dm so feel free to join and let us uh give you some of our bad queers advice
1: absolutely check out their podcast bad queers in addition to doing all the stuff
0: well our website is gayishpodcast.com
1: our all of our social media is at gayishpodcast we are on instagram youtube facebook twitter we also have a discord facebook group probably more our hotline you can send us text messages or leave us voicemails It's five eight
0: five five gayish that's five eight five five four two nine four seven four standard rate supply.
1: our email is gayishpodcast at gmail.com and our physical mailing
0: address is post office box one nine eight eight two seattle washington nine eight
1: one oh nine i've gotten better at the end now that we have our po box at the end not have not Like my inflection goes up as if we're continuing after the email instead of sounding like it's the end and then you adding it on. Oh. So good job, Kyle. Thank you. I just had to compliment myself for a bit. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Uh, Gaius and Stratus.
0: Yeah, let's do our Gaius and Stratus. You want me to go first? Yeah. Great. Uh, So, the gayest thing about me this week, last night I got back from. Okay, so first of all, I went and I had dinner at the Peters Matthews family residence. They were the the ones that were on our Father's Day episode that just had the baby. And um, that was great. But I got home and piddly potted around here. And then I went out to the living room. I came back in and there was a big red, nasty looking, like almost like a blood spot on my bathtub. And I was like, that was for sure not there when I left. Who has been in my bathroom and what the fuck is that? i lost my shit i had the biggest gay conniption fit ever about like i went out to the living room to talk to my room and i'm like chris you have to come and look at this thing i don't know what it is somebody's been in here like th- was there a murder in my bathroom uh, anyway um it i just I, I had stepped on a cherry and uh, um it fell off the bottom <laughs> of my shoe and I,
1: I, I, uh you haven't had a cherry in so long right um and the the straightest thing about me this
0: week uh on Friday, I drove my roommate around town because he needed to drop his truck off after it got broken into and um I would just just the road rage there were, there was this pedestrian crossing the crosswalk and I needed to take a left and then there was this person to my right that was trying to take a left into traffic and they were yelling and pointing at me out their window and I was like about to stop the jeep and get out and confront this person like why i don't know i don't know why like
3: you're like today's the day yeah yeah (laughs) i got time i got got time time. yeah like just just (laughs) calm
0: down anyway um road rage i just think road rage is a straight guy thing
1: Hmm. yeah my uh straightest going off of just things that just feel straight is just in the morning i wake up and get my coffee like just make my coffee and for some reason just the normalcy of the like i don't know i'm going to get up and drink coffee like i am a regular person and that's all i have to, like and that's all i'm worried about right now just for some reason feels very straight to me <laughs> feels carefree and just i don't know um uh my gayest is I was talking to one of my friends about dating and he was like talking about, oh, yeah, I'm on Hinge. He was talking about the straight dating apps. I don't even know if that's straight. I think that's a straight dating app. Anyway, he I'm on Hinge. That explains
0: about- why I'm not getting any luck on there. Wow. <laughs> the,
1: la- the ladies love it. Um, I don't I just don't. I like I'm everyone kind of knows about Grinder and has. I have no idea what the straight dating apps are or how to use them. So that's my gayest.
3: It's hilarious i feel like i have like conflicting like gay straightish moments like i realized yeah. that I, I recently got a bike so maybe y'all will tell me if this is straight or gay um but um i recently got a bike because you know it's the thing to do and quarantine and all that and i realized like i do like riding my bike but i think part of like my favorite part about it is like walking down the steps to my apartment with like my bike <laughs> on my shoulder like i just feel just like a fucking lance armstrong before the disgrace like just like <laughs> walking around like a king just like i'm a badass like it's in and, and with the doofy helmet and everything but i don't know i just feel just so powerful just uh, with it on my shoulder mm-hmm. um so maybe that's, that's straight gate i don't know i don't that know what very it is
2: great. But... that felt hella straight
3: that, 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 it feels straight for you. I feel it feels like very
2: straight, Even yeah. just the way yeah. that you expressed it.
3: Yeah, that was a lot of straight hard. energy. Very Lance. Straight energy.
2: It's very Lance <laughs>
3: it yeah. led. So I feel like. it probably it, Yeah. I guess my gayest moment was, um, and this is stupid, but. um I had, it was dumb for me to look up the term Fem Daddy, and now my wife thinks that she is a Fem Daddy, which is, again, let me look up the term. I don't, she wants to be a top without the responsibility so bad. Like, she doesn't want to do. <laughs> i looked something up and it said like top is it it's like it's of uh, energy and she's like no it is it is energy but i looked up Finn daddy let me look it up again A top it's, you guys,
1: without the responsibility yeah, want favorite to thing. Like,
3: like if you if you even even if we did this you would last all of Ninety seconds of thrusting. You know, the, <laughs> or your <stroke. laughs> like, like, what does your stroke game even look like? And she's like, I don't know. Like and, like, and I was like, No, there's an art to it. Like, there's responsibilities that you have yeah. to.
0: Gay hey men call that a verse bottom. <laughs> is <that what>? okay.
2: <laughs> so it's like it depends on who's who's speaking. Is it gay women or gay men? Yeah, That's it. Yeah.
1: <laughs>
3: yeah. If it's on scruff, then yeah. Let me look, uh, wait, Fem Daddy, looking it up. Uh, That's a new term for me, too. Let's see. What's a good one? It's basically a femme woman who can rock a skirt and, a skirt, lipstick, and other girlish accoutrements. Wait, I said that wrong. Oh, man. Who personifies a daddy style in their relationships chris just put on her strong our oh. R- urban
2: dictionary okay. voice because that is- <laughs> expresses all of our definitions yes,
3: that's, yeah but it's just she she's like no that is that is me i feel seen like i can wear the the skirt and the lipstick but like the daddy or the top energy is me and i'm just like, i mean okay like it no responsibility with her top energy like no real responsibilities i think it's just like <laughs>
0: there was um last week or recently there was a washington state patrol woman who stopped a car going the wrong way on the freeway by running into it like intentionally creating a car crash to stop this person and uh the the state patrol tweeted out the the story and somebody commented on twitter underneath of it it was getting a lot of likes or whatever that she had big clit energy yes
3: (laughs) yes Yes. big clit energy yes yes wow Yeah, no, but that is it. That is the bar.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I thought we were, like, getting to the, like, wrapping up, but who knew this is where all the good stuff was going (laughs) to
0: (laughs) be? All right, Shada, what's up?
2: Oh, man. Okay, so I'm going to start with my straightest moment. Um, So I feel like my straightest moment was, even though it is, like, a very queer thing to do, but I'm still, like, the story I was telling you earlier, where I went, actively just went on a jog with my girlfriend, Mm -hmm. with her dog, and it's just like, you know, you don't see, <laughs> I just, the whole time I was out we were jogging, it was very specific. It felt very parent-like. Yeah. And you could tell like the roles that we took where it was like, who was the dad, who was the mom mm-hmm. in it, where it's like, she's running. And then she's like, Oh no, he slowed down a little bit. We have to stop. And I'm all like, Hey, how is he going to get better? How is he going <laughs> to get in shape if we're not moving faster? And like things like that. And like we're back and forth. And I was just like, wow, this is what I see in every straight couple. Whenever they go out with their dog and treat it like a child, yeah. and I'm just like, I don't understand. And I could not. Yeah. Get better? <laughs> I was like, how is he going to get in shape? Like, yeah. if you want to run and do all of this stuff, you're going to make me go work out with you. We're trying to get the dog to work out with you. How is he going like to get in shape to so keep for him
3: doing that? Like, and you're just. It was day two,
2: but it's fine. All right. That's, that's like, like... It's the same thing, like when you're trying to get your kid to play a sport that they don't want to play, but you're just like, you need to be better, Henry. I don't know why it's Henry, Scott, <laughs> <laughs> That's, <I guess>. that's <laughs> like the it. game, Henry. You know, it's like this kid has only just heard about like what football was like yesterday. You know, and it's right. like.
3: <laughs> Gotta get better.
0: That's and like. That was it? That Home was Depot it. Saturday straight, I think.
2: No, for the <laughs> but for the queer women, that's that's very gay. Oh my god was <laughs> bon our spot. Home bon Depot was our spot, <laughs> you know? It's Christ. So yeah. yeah, so that happened. And then um my gayest moment, which I was actually extremely proud of myself for, and I apologize for whoever is editing your sound when it comes to this. So I was talking to my straight best friend and we were talking about her relationships and she did something, she said something along the lines of like, this guy who she had been talking to, they were supposed to hang out that night and so he was going to text her later so she went to hang out with one of her other good friends and he never texted so until, uh, until like late and then he was all like, oh yeah, like, come and hang out with me and do whatever and she was like, no she was like, I don't have time for you, you need to be respectful of my time like, it's not going to hurt my feelings, I was like, but you are wasting my time and I busted this out
3: during our call,
2: also, if you couldn't tell what the sound was, I was like, she did that, and I pulled that out of nowhere and said, yes, queen, you better tell him about that time, because you're trying How to long to have you been waiting to do that? I, I've had it in my hand for like 10 minutes, I was ready, <laughs> I was ready
0: it's so a fan yes, it's a, was- a fan that says yes, yes right yeah, okay. it does. black it a black fan with there. big pink letters on it it's beautiful big
2: pink letters with my emojis that have the rainbow sunglasses <laughs> and all of that so yeah i had it sitting right here as i was facetiming her and i did that and she lost it and i was so proud of myself for the timing <laughs>
1: That's beautiful.
2: Thank you. <laughs> That's touching and beautiful. I was like, I feel like everybody who was listening if they didn't know like what that sound was immediately. Then they're straight. like this is the test. This is the test. They need to do that on like the radio shows when they're like, Oh yeah, you win like a thousand dollars for this. They need to do that sound. Oh, the, oh, gays, yeah, yeah. the gays the gays become blocking and be like, We're ready. We're ready. <laughs> <laughs> well
0: that's it this has been gayish a special thank you to Shayna summers and chris chesson from the bad queers podcast thank you so much for being here
2: thank you for having us so great this is great
0: and uh thank you for to saoirse ronan for again making me like question my gayness
1: yeah and being the most difficult person to google um yeah thank you everyone all right that's it Uh, i'm mike johnson i'm kyle gets until next week be butch be fabulous be you
0: See
1: you, next
3: week. See you next week. Cliffhanger. I know, right?
2: I'll get there. Just come to me last. I'll have yeah. it. I, yeah, I'm ready to go.
3: This <laughs> is I'll like my mind slowly. Mind. I'll tell That's- mine slowly. <laughs> it's like ordering slowly. Where I'm like, okay, well,
2: I'll stall for you. It's okay. <laughs>